That ended fast. Oh. <laughs> Very <laughs> abruptly. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of Naked Tongues. Um, this episode will be talking about... Growing pain. Mm. Um, they're not that appealing. Me and Sandy were having great difficulty trying to figure <laughs> out how to talk about this because I think we're still in the middle of figuring it out ourselves and going through it. But I wanted to bring it up as a topic because I've been noticing throughout the year, this COVID-19 season, mm-hmm. that a lot of people are being forced and like, into fast tracking growing pains that we naturally i guess go through in waves or even go through one by one not all within the year um so if you're not familiar with growing pains or the term growing pains we're not really talking about like when you were a kid and your bones were growing (laughs) (laughs) and And your shins and knees hurt (laughs) and like you know your little boobies are sprouting and not those growing pains but metaphorically very similar very similar more so the growing pains of becoming an adult or maturing and um i guess like for me growing pains is when you're kind of on your way to being your most authentic self Mm -hmm. and you're almost letting go of old habits or things that came easier in life or things Mm -hmm. that were convenient at a time uh, when you're just trying to figure out life itself, like high school, right? Yeah. Um, You made friends because those were the, that was your community. Those were the people you chose from. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even like jobs, you know, somebody gave you a job a family member hooked you up with a job and you've been there for 10 plus years and you know you get to 30 and you're like why am i still here (laughs) and you're trying to figure that out so it's it's things like that when you're creating new perspectives and i guess new morals into your adulthood and you're choosing intention over convenience Mm -hmm. right is that how you feel about growing pain sandy oh that was so like smooth (laughs) (laughs) is that how you feel sandy (laughs) so like (laughs) you're like this is my therapist moment like yeah how do you feel (laughs) um i feel like i agree with everything that you said but Mm -hmm. as i was thinking about what do growing pains mean to me i feel like it's 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 an imbalance it's a disconnect between Mm. what you think your life should be and where you actually are. There's this article that mm-hmm. uh, we were reading on Thought Catalog that is the seven feelings that seem negative but actually indicate you're growing as a person. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, when you're thinking that, okay, by this age, I need to have done this, this, and this, right. this, and this. But then you're there, you're, t- you're 30, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, I, I <laughs> something fucked up along the way. Like, I took the wrong mm-hmm. turn. I'm not where I thought I'd be. Yeah. Um, that's when you get those seven feelings, which are insecurity, self-doubt, loss, uncertainty, fear, anxiety, and discomfort. And that's just like mm-hmm. with your life, I think. But growing pains are also in relationships, yeah. you know, and that's also an imbalance. It's when you and your partner aren't at the same stages. Yeah. When one person is very career-driven, but one person wants to maybe settle down. Mm-hmm. And those are things like 
that I think also contribute to growing pains. Yeah. So I think that's a big one, especially think, during right now. Yeah. And it's in like relationships. <laughs> yeah. Relearning how to live with each other yeah. without your life outside of each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really big so, one because you get to see people for who they are, not yeah. what you wanted them to be. Yeah. Because you right? could escape with your life outside of them mm-hmm. and come home and think like, yeah, all is great. Mm-hmm. But like, I know I had a lot of growing pains coming back right? Um, with COVID. And aside from my life just being like, my life being, being completely derailed, um, right. I also had growing pains like living at home again. Yeah. And like, not that like, it, we're fine now, like my family and I, but initially it was just like, we didn't know how to live with each other. Yeah. It's a big disruption. Yeah. Like, Another body in Yeah. It's like, space. we're just so used to me visiting and then going home. But now I'm like yeah. here all the time and I'm like here for dinner and I'm like, you know, like I'm in their space like, and I'm like, this, this is in person? my space. Why are you here? <laughs> like, what's going on? We love you, but like, what's <laughs> happening? I've disrupted the ecosystem and yeah. like, it's yeah. fine. We've adjusted, but like, it was a good couple months where there would be disagreements and... Yeah moodiness and being like uh-huh. oh just getting on each other's nerves and in each other's way and yeah so I, bet. I think yeah i think the main thing for growing pains is it's an, an imbalance i'd say yeah i think, I think that's at least. like the perfect word for it and like to touch on relationships when you were talking about it i've talked to a couple girlfriends who we've gotten close because some of them are either newly married or thinking about getting married or in serious relationships and mm-hmm. I've been a lot more open to being like yeah it's not butterflies and rainbows like you throw around the it's word true. divorce every once in a while and it's like <laughs> what else is there you're married the only downgrade to that is divorce right? yeah if you're in a relationship the only downgrade to that is let's break up yeah so it's like the imbalance you're trying to work between the two imbalances mm-hmm. right the two sides where people I don't like the toxic positivity that's that's surrounded around the word balance. Like, find the balance. And it's like, you need to explain that there's going to be imbalance in order to find balance. Yes. (laughs) And that it's normal. And that, I think, is also part of growing pain is realizing that, man, like, this toxic positivity that's been pushed down our throat is not how life really is. And I feel like a lot of people feel like a failure if they're not this, like, gung-ho and positive about their life and meditating all the time yeah whatever but that's not real life like Mm -hmm. and like i think we need to realize like with our growing pains some things are going to fail yeah and that's the same thing for a relationship if Mm -hmm. you have if you have these growing pains and these imbalances there's times where it's not going to work out and that's fine you've just been able to realize that this isn't right for me and you shouldn't feel bad about that you shouldn't feel like oh I'm behind now or I'm Mm -hmm. I've failed like you shouldn't feel that way like you should just realize like yeah this wasn't right for me I've made the right decision now I'm gonna find what is right for me it doesn't matter my timeline and I think society does a bad job at making people think that we have to do certain things by a certain Mm -hmm. time yeah and that's what causes anxiety that's what causes people feeling like doubtful of themselves and insecure like oh mm-hmm. how come i'm not in a relationship by this age or how come i haven't yeah. found the one am i ever gonna find the one yeah and it's like i need to be married by this age and it's like no you don't 
you do it based on your timeline, what works for yeah. you. Or even kids, we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. You don't, just because you don't want kids doesn't mean that you are any less of a woman yeah. or that you failed mm-hmm. or because you can't have kids. Like, mm-hmm. Also, too, I don't know if it speaks to anybody that might be listening as well. You may have gone, I know I did for a while, believing that I wanted to have kids and was kind of in denial that maybe I didn't because I felt like, mm-hmm. are you being a horrible fucking person because you don't want to have kids and you see all these yeah. women who want to have kids. And it wasn't until, you know, meeting other people that are a lot older than me here in Toronto and they're like, oh, you're young. Don't worry about it. You'll mm-hmm. go through life and you'll figure it out. And if you don't, that that's okay. And I've seen a lot more women out here being way more open to having kids later or not having kids at all. Yeah, and that's like another growing pain too. You kind of have to stop being in denial and like really yeah. listen to yourself. Like, yeah, it's okay to not want to do something that's I, I guess you would want to say the norm or conventional. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like denial is such a huge thing that we carry about a lot of things. Like even getting married, some people yep. are in denial. Like they actually don't want to do it, but they think that that's just like the next best thing that has so they to have to do. Yeah, yeah and it's not and i think we also have to do a better job of um making it okay for change i think that's what makes people also anxious too is Mm -hmm. that change is good you should be changing and growing as a person constantly Mm -hmm. um and i think maybe that's why this time has also made people so like fearful like how we're reading through the seven feelings negative feelings but it's a good part of growth because you then start to ask yourself what do you really want then exactly and as you you said earlier you you're taking steps towards your most authentic self which is where you want to be because that's where you'll be most happy Mm -hmm. and I know it's like super cliche and it sounds all fluffy but like it's it's true (laughs) there's no other way to describe it though and you know there's some people that even come to the realization that you know, sometimes I am a piece of shit. Like, I say dumb shit. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And it's yeah. like just being honest with yourself. Like, yeah, I am a grump. Like, I I am more conventional than I thought I was. Or, yeah. you know, you just become honest with yourself. And I think that's, like, the best place to start when you're going through growing pains is, like, literally sitting with yourself and, like, who am I as a person? Right. And see, like, growing pains. When you're in a relationship at a young age, you kind of go through those growing pains as a relationship together Mm -hmm. but then also like your individual growing pains together right as you're both trying to find yourself so like it's Mm -hmm. it's great that you and kevin were able to get where you are now because for me i went through my growing pains and then i like did it on my own i like walked away did it on my own because i was like i can't do this Mm -hmm. and that was better for me yeah but like I can't imagine how difficult it is to go through growing pains as a couple and then to go through your own individual growing pains as you're trying to figure out who you are. Because when we date young, right, like you still don't know who you are. Even now, Mm -hmm. I'm like, what do I want? Exactly. If someone asks me, actually, if you ask me, like, where I think I'll be in five years, I have no fucking clue. I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs) I have no fucking clue. (laughs) I'm just trying to open up my shop in the next two weeks. Yeah. I can only see, like, six months into the future right now. I have no idea. Even a year from now, no fucking idea. Yeah. But maybe that's the weird silver lining about this right now, right? We can't think too far. We have to be More present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I hate, like, I feel so... (laughs) 
so shitty for also saying always saying like the silver lining to this horrible pandemic is <laughs> happening but if you have the opportunity you know we may be saying something that you don't connect with because shit is really rough right now mm-hmm. but i can bet you like two three years down the road in hindsight you're gonna be like yeah that was the best thing that ever happened to me mm-hmm. but i think there were some things we chose from the thought catalog um there's another article called 24 mm-hmm. painful was it 24 painful things you must things, do yeah. to grow up yeah and as we were going through all 24 we were just like oh oh yeah that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god yeah and it's <laughs> something that i was actually just listening to a podcast by amanda seals just recently um was talking about wisdom mm. and they pointed out the most perfect thing and they said um you know what, you know, your late 20s, you know a lot of shit. But it doesn't mean you actually have wisdom. Yeah. And I feel like at 30, I'm finally getting or having the understanding of that. That's why I said, if you could name a chapter, like if you were writing a book about your life, what would you name this chapter? And this chapter for me is like, you really don't know shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I know all this information, useless, random ass information. But have I applied it all to my life? so that I can like actually obtain wisdom about what I'm yeah. talking about right and there's a big difference like in this day and age kids can just google how to do this how to do that but it's wisdom is completely different it comes with experience yes it so, does whereas at 25 I thought I knew everything and then mm-hmm. you get to 30 and you're like I don't know shit <laughs> because life hits you yeah see I was thinking about that because I'm like what <laughs> What would it be? Because it's like, yeah, like I, I kind of like to think about my life in terms of like a book and chapters yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. right? And so I'm like, man, what would this chapter be called? And honestly, all I could think of was, what in the actual fuck? Because I have <laughs> no other way to describe this past year. Like, it's true. I have like no words, no words for it because it was just so yeah. fast, and everything just got, like I said earlier, derailed, and mm-hmm. it's all fucked up. So that's <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> Again, something that we were like thrown into mm-hmm. and you kind of had to face yourself and be like, I actually don't know what the fuck I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, yes. That's why like, okay, so number 16 of that 24 painful things you must do to grow up. Accepting that you may not have the job or the apartment or the lifestyle that you imagined you would have at your age. Yeah. So living with my parents yeah like, what, the hell? yeah. <laughs> what happened like, thank you for taking me in but this was not where i this was is not trying the to plan. see myself this is not where i'm supposed to be it's true and it that's the other thing too right like this supposed to be yes right? yes we always and i think that's what really makes growing pain so painful Painful. yeah it's like you have this expectation and you like kill yourself trying to make it happen Mm -hmm. not realizing that maybe that's not even for you right so that's another big growing pain for me was really just fucking failing at things and um getting stops at so many points in my life and it's like okay just listen like you're Mm -hmm. not getting that job you're not getting that type of lifestyle. Just, like, take your life as it is right now and something will come. Because you know me. I'm, like, this annoying go-getter and I just need to chill the fuck out <laughs> and, like, not do anything. 
Sometimes you just need to learn how to relax a little. I know. That's my thing. I have zero chill. So that's been a growing pain for me. So from the article, seven feelings that seem negative but actually indicate you're growing as a person. All of those are, like those seven are 100% how I felt over this past year. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gone through all of that, and I still go... Like, in one day, I can feel all seven. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Like, it's so shitty. And, like, I came from a life... A lifestyle where there was uncertainty before, but it was, yeah. like... I was comfortable with the uncertainty because I still had a long-term goal. Like, yeah. I could still see the light at the end of the tunnel, so yeah. the uncertainty was, like... You chose oh, that uncertainty. I chose like, the uncertainty, yeah. right? The discomfort, it was more so just, like, putting myself in new situations that I was mm-hmm. uncomfortable in. But it wasn't... I never looked at it as bad discomfort. It was... To me, it was positive. Right. I guess it also depends on your outlook on life, too. Some people, like, really hate being uncomfortable. Yes, that's true. But I think, like, there's also two discomforts. There's a good discomfort that you put yourself in willingly. Yeah. Because you want to grow. Yeah. So that would be, for me, it's, like going on solo trips and meeting new people and being in places that I'm unfamiliar with or never been, meeting people that I've never met before. Yeah. Um, But then there's this discomfort with this COVID thing where I'm just like, I don't want to be here. (laughs) I don't want to be here. Like, I'm so uncomfortable. Like, what am I doing? Like, it's just, it's a a discomfort that I never wanted, that I never, I don't know. It's just, it's so, and maybe it is, maybe it's completely just outlook. And I try to change my mindset. Yeah. But it's also very hard to change. It's hard to change your mindset. Like, yeah. I don't know. But also, but, like, if that's not... I don't like to pre- predict what the route is that you're going to take for whatever goal is at the end of the tunnel. But sometimes you do have to manifest that. And when roadblocks come in, it's so hard to change your mindset. Because mm-hmm. you're like, well, I'm doing all the things that Google told me to do in order to <laughs> yeah. complete my goals by this time. And that I'm supposed to manifest in the world and blah, blah, blah. And then something happens like being put into a city you don't want to be in or a living situation yeah. that is not most ideal. And it's hard to... I was talking to you about this before and I say it all the time in our podcast is cognitive dissonance like mm-hmm. your mindset doesn't align with your environment and it really fucks with you yes it does and I think it's really naive to also just continually tell people like change your mindset change your mindset and it's like yeah. but this is not where I want to be <laughs> yeah this and like not my life <laughs> I also believe in like I believe in ch- changing your mindset and how you do something enough to make it a habit Sure, yeah. Right? Like, I believe in that. And I, I do believe to some degree in, like, manifesting what you want. hmm But there are times in your life where, like, you just need to mourn or you just need to yeah. grieve or you just need to be uncomfortable, ride yeah. it out, and then get back on that mm-hmm. train of, like, whatever you need to do for yourself. But, like, I get it's hard. It's hard. But yeah. th- this is the thing. You have to give yourself a time limit to, to do that, to yeah. be uncomfortable, to be upset yeah the trouble is is when you've allowed yourself to be that way for years and it's 
taken and over nothing your is life. and it's taken your life over and now yeah. you're just like constantly anxious or constantly upset or constantly insecure about things when you've taken now no accountability for the like where you are true so very true i think well, growing pains up, are good but yeah but you bring up a good point too that maybe we didn't really talk about within thought catalogs article they didn't really bring up like grieving certain things either that's true right? like they talked about seeing friends move away or mm-hmm. um you know not being in you the having to move away yep. yeah you yep. having to move away um yeah accepting the life that you you know you're in right now but there is that period of grieving and that article you sent me that the new york times released about grieving mm. during covid is a yes. big one that i think a lot of people should um take into account and i think that's a big part about growing pain too is realizing that grieving isn't just for the dead it's for things that you wish happened or could have um or literally dead moments in your life that you saw were to help you get to your goal like it's okay to think that that's a thing you can grieve yeah and to go through it like you said like just go through it don't be in denial don't like brush it over with this toxic positivity yeah and one thing that that article um said really well i thought is that a lot of people that this lady interviewed had said you know i feel guilty for being sad or for mourning my loss because my loss is not as big as losing a loved one or losing my job which if we compare yes those those are large losses right but there's also think about all the little things that you've lost all the small trips you had planned over the last year all the gatherings you had the social events Mm -hmm. things that you've had to cancel you know Mm -hmm. so even if adding up all those small losses can still equate to yeah a great mourning process and we need to allow ourselves to do that we shouldn't we need to stop comparing yeah our losses to someone else's and being like oh my loss is bigger than yours or my loss isn't as big as yours so i shouldn't yeah. feel sad yeah because then we just carry it with us if we don't actually grieve it properly mm-hmm. i think it just affects us it's gonna come run. out in other ways yes too yeah. right and i think yep. this is such a interesting period where we're all going through something and we're all feeling lost at some point Mm -hmm. whether it's a person or a job or you know your home or a wedding whatever it may be but this should be creating a moment of empathy for everybody because we know what loss feels like maybe the degree is different but to not allow yourself to grieve all these small little things you're Mm -hmm. also stopping yourself from being able to empathize with people Mm -hmm. so comparing your situation with another person really stops you from empathizing with another person it also inhibits you from like moving on yeah because if you haven't dealt yeah if you can't admit it if you can't deal with it now how do you truly move on to the next stage in your life true without being held back or weighed down by something that you never gave yourself the opportunity to grieve it's very true and I think, well, I can speak for myself. Like, I tried to pretend like, oh, I'm going to be so positive during this entire year. And I'm going to meditate. And I'm going to be there for people. And blah, blah, blah. Without realizing, like, you know, I had things that I had to let go of. You know, I had a yeah. new business that I just started, whatever. And I didn't, I didn't realize 
how much I was compensating for that loss, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and trying to be there for everybody else's loss because I was like, my loss is pretty small. Like I didn't really lose my home or nothing. Yeah. And then it didn't hit me until I started crying to Kevin. And I was like, I'm just so upset. You don't understand what it feels like to like have wanted something and you built something. And I know and it sounds it's... so stupid. Hmm. You know, like you, you're like, there was somebody, I can't remember who was like, well, what did you think was going to happen if you opened up a business during a pandemic? And I was like, I know that. <laughs> but it's like, oh. you know, and you're just like, it's a dream, right? You create yeah. a dream. And maybe I wasn't thinking about it in the most rational way, but it's something that was taken from you that you were really hoping to Yeah, and you're looking forward to, yeah. Yeah, but I never realized it until I started seeing other people, like, mourning little things. Uh, Or I guess, I'm not going to say little things. Mourning everyday things. Yeah. Yeah losses and i was like you know everybody is going through this but i don't think a lot of people are actually going through it Mm -hmm. like they're just trying to cope with it but they're not trying to like actually be pissed off and talk about it yeah that's what i did like i i felt bad for being upset about losing the life that I had Mm -hmm. so I'm like oh it was if we're being honest like it was a privileged life I was able to travel as much as I did and work while I traveled and I really didn't work that much Mm -hmm. like the lifestyle I lived was amazing Mm -hmm. for me it may not be for everybody but for me it was like what I love to do it had two passions like my nursing passion and my travel passion like all in one and when I came back I felt bad for being like, oh, yeah, I can't travel anymore. Where some Mm -hmm. people can't even travel at all, right? So I was like, oh, I feel so bad for it. And all I did was work more (laughs) to to mask. with it. Yeah, Yeah. because I was like, oh, if I'm at home, all I'm going to think about is, like, the life that I've lost. Yeah. Or the lifestyle that I've lost, I should say. And so I worked to keep my mind occupied so that I wouldn't be so sad about it instead of actually working on things to, like, get me back Right. that lifestyle but it's yeah. hard too right when so much is out of your control mm-hmm. but it's easy to just be like oh yeah my loss is insignificant because i said the same thing i was like yeah. i didn't lose any loved ones to covid i still have a job yeah right so i'm like in to me i always compared it. i was like yeah my loss isn't that big yeah but also but... life goes on too mm-hmm and uh, we didn't think that this was going to be this long and impacting uh, everybody this much, right? We I thought know. it was going to be a few months, if anything. But here yeah. we are, <laughs> a whole I year know. and a bit still into it. So it's become now, I think, more a part of our life. So we really get to feel the mourning. Like sometimes you think that crying at a funeral is your mourning period, but it's almost going through a whole lifetime realizing that a person's been gone for that long yeah and it's almost like i've been describing to kevin before like i don't want to forget what my grandfather sounds like because then you accept that that person's gone it's kind of like forgetting what australia feels like Mm -hmm. and you're like almost having to admit that that part is gone yeah right or like that's why i kept telling kevin like i'm trying to be on instagram i'm trying to still do lashes while i'm here at home just so that I haven't actually fully let go of yes. that business dream. So uh, the growing pains uh. of just like not being in denial of things. <laughs> yes. 
Like, oh. don't be in denial of things. Oh, man. It's rough. So, talk yeah. about it to somebody. I know. Be gentle with yourself. Yes, exactly. It's Allow okay. yourself. Yeah. To have a good cry. <laughs> Every <laughs> once in a while. Fuck, I have not cried so much in my life. <laughs> compared to this last year like i've cried mm-hmm. so much this last year and i'm just like i don't know yeah. what's going on and you feel like you're actually going crazy yeah but it's, it's like unreal. or were you crazy before for not crying about certain things true <laughs> right? was i just like <laughs> was i just like hiding it like burying yeah. it and like moving on to the next thing and not dealing with it and now is it all just coming out i don't know <laughs> and now you're like exposing yourself for who you are that's why when we talk about like all of this vulnerability that we're going through and how painful it is, that is, like, the primary example of growing pains. You're Mm -hmm. going to be almost out of your own character in order to find yourself again. Yep. (sighs) You know, and it's uncomfortable. You think you know everything. And then then you're like, what in the actual fuck? (laughs) Yeah, like, what in the actual fuck? And you don't know shit. (laughs) Yes. Those are the, those are the chapters of our life currently yeah. <laughs> at this point. Oh, oh and God. earlier, like me and Sandy were talking about this earlier, thinking about like in terms of friendships and stuff like that. Me and Sandy did not like I was trying to remember if I had ever hung out with Sandy or who she hung out with in high school. Yeah. And, and we, we did not hang out together. Did not hang out together. However, wait, how old are we? Okay, we graduated at 18. Okay, so, like, over 10 years ago. Yeah. And then we're here, like, super close through a whole year of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And here you are. But then that was one of the things that was brought up in that Thought Catalog um, article that I did want to bring up. Because I think COVID is maybe, again, fast-tracking this type of growing pain. So the first one goes, removing friends from your life that you grew up with who are simply no longer good for you, even if you have known them for, for so long as to consider them just a part of your life, something mm-hmm. you would assume will always be there. Yep. And then after that, it goes, telling these friends should they ask exactly why you don't really hang out with each other anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to stop it there only because <sighs> situations like that, I've never actually really thought about why there's certain people I don't hang out with anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've come to that realization just yet that if they even asked me, I would be comfortable <laughs> telling them why. Mm-hmm. Other than like, that's just life. I guess that's just like um, an easy punchline that I say. Like, I don't know. Friends, Friends are like seasons. seasons. <laughs> you know? They come just, and they go. They come and they go. <laughs> you know, just like a passive way of telling somebody, you know, maybe as of right now, we've outgrown each other, you know? And sometimes old habits die hard and that's okay. But it's also realizing that people live on. Like, they're just, they're part of your life. They're there. How do you, not like, not like held in time but like they served their part of your life the part of your life that you it was that chapter they're part of that chapter of your life and yeah and that everybody is going through this moment in different ways and people are growing and there's that other one in thought catalog about your friend (laughs) oh wait read it oh i was thinking of this one. one 
I was thinking this one. Understanding that sometimes when people tell you that they're busy, they really mean it. Their lives are simply changing in a way that may mean you will not be able to be as close or see each other as frequently as you once used to. So I think that goes in it too, like realizing that, yeah, we were close when we were younger and maybe that's Mm -hmm. what's holding this relationship together. Yeah. But recognizing as well that we've grown up, that we have, our lives are different. Yeah, and right? not even, like, like, different priorities, but just, like, yeah, I would I would probably still say different priorities, and that yeah. that's okay. Like, that's that, not... Yeah, it's not a bad it, thing. It just means yeah. that... I think it just it, means, like, that you've, you're, you're living to your authentic self, and yes. so is your friend, and yeah. you've realized that that may be different things, and that's okay. Yeah. And if that means that you only get to see each other once mm-hmm. a year... Then it's once a year, but you guys pick up where you left off type of thing, right? But Definitely. I don't know. I think that's a hard growing pain to accept or even just go through too Mm because old habits die hard, right? Yeah. I was just (laughs) talking to you about this where like you sent me something and I sent it to an old friend of mine and I sat there realizing why did I do that out of just like (laughs) literal like, like what is it called? Muscle memory habit. Yeah. Yeah. And you sit there and you realize that the relationship isn't what it once was. And then you get upset and then you go through <laughs> these seven feelings, right, that we're talking about. And you're like, is it me? You know, did I say something wrong? Or like, oh, our relationship really isn't what it is. And you like go through this thing and you realize, oh, you know, we're changing. We're different people yes. now. And that's yeah. okay. And I think if I had gone through that situation maybe a couple of years ago, I would be really pissed. Mm-hmm. But now it's like you you start to understand that that's just life and that that's okay. Yeah. That growing I think pains that, are okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think growing pains, a part of that is changing your friend group sometime. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's not going to be, you may be closer to some people at certain points in your life than you are to others. And it might, it may like change, right? Yeah. <laughs> it may... Yeah. It may come back and you're close to that person again for whatever reason, right? But Mm -hmm. I think we gravitate towards people that are going through similar things or have similar aspirations or outlooks Mm -hmm. on life at that time, like however you're feeling at that time. Um, And it can be difficult to digest sometimes, especially when you've, you've got relationships that have just been there for so long, right? So that's why my friend group is small. Yeah. <laughs> because I choose to surround myself with people that have the same morals as me and the same values and right. the same outlook. And right. I won't hesitate to be like, yeah, this isn't working. Right? And that's right? that's okay. It's okay for it not to work. But I just, I don't know, maybe I have like, what's the opposite of attachment? Unattachment issues? Like I'm just cool with people just coming in and out and... This is what it is, clearly, from our last episode uh, about yeah, best friends. Yeah, best friends. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that it's an issue, though. I I think it's healthy to be able to recognize that, like, some people just aren't meant to be part of your life, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But then it, because it, when, you, when you weed out all that excess garbage, mm-hmm. you're able to have more room to, like, nurture and accept things that are meant that are more suitable for you, right? So I don't True. think it's a bad thing to weed out the garbage and the 
the excess that doesn't add value to your life. True. Thank and you like for with validating this, my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to bring up the one question that I had given us before, which was um, along the lines of, is there a dream that you had given up um, or an expectation for your life that you had given up because I think that's a big part of growing pains what we're supposed to quote unquote be or what we yeah. saw ourselves being and then actually hitting that wall and being like accepting that that's not what you're gonna be and I was yeah. telling you that and it sounds funny and I'm not I, I wasn't laughing when I came to this realization <laughs> <laughs> because I'd worked really hard. <laughs> so when I, like, I had been doing makeup, freelance makeup for a really long time, since I was, like, 17. And it was just at the very beginning, like, it, makeup artists on YouTube were not what they were then, that they are now. This mm -hmm. celebrity of who they are in influencers was definitely not what it was. But when I tried <laughs> to be one <laughs> and do videos... I realized I am not that person. I'm somebody who is behind the scenes. I can do makeup and that's yes. cool. And that made me realize like that's not your route for celebrity or stardom or whatever it is. There's mm -hmm. something else there for you. And it may sound like such a small thing, but when you dedicate like 10 plus years of your life to something right. and then come to the realization that that's not it for you, you're just mm -hmm. like okay cool uh like i'll never be like the girls on youtube because i just it's really hard to talk like that on camera that is not me at all i'm so bad at that but that was one big thing that i had to come to a realization that like that's not me that's i can't right. even be that if i tried so i had to reroute to a different way behind the scenes see i don't even i'm not even sure i'm trying to think like because the first thing that came to mind for me was I expected that I would be traveling much sooner. Mm. But I didn't let go of it. What, the difference is, is for me, I I did let go of it to be in a I relationship. It. <laughs> yeah. See, and I, I let go of it to be in a relationship and to build a house and to build mm -hmm. this family that society says that you need to have. Yeah. And I had kind of let go of it and been like, okay. But then it crept up on yeah. me. Yeah. See, and I don't but know I if that's a good example. Like, I don't know. I think the letting go of what... It may not have been your dream to be, you know, with somebody and in a house and with dogs and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But that was something that you had to let go of that I think is a big growing pain that people don't really like to think was the best thing that happened to them yeah you know some people are just like well fuck that that's in the past i don't ever want to talk about it again mm -hmm. but it's like letting go of something that so many people would obviously say oh my god you had the perfect life and blah 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 yeah and to just be like no that's not my life. i don't want that. yeah yeah <laughs> see and that's i guess yeah i guess so because that was the expectation that i thought my life like, that was the expectation I had for my right. life. I was like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do because this is what mm -hmm. society says I need to do. And I have mm -hmm. I know I've said this before, but it letting go of that and following what truly mattered to me, I think, was the best decision of my life. And I, mm -hmm. I, I have not been happier. True. 
So I think letting go of the expect for me, it's letting go of societal expectations. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to go that deep, it's probably for me that <laughs> moving away from Winnipeg was a big, like, I had a lot more, I had more plans for Winnipeg. All the things that I'm trying to do here in Toronto, I wanted to do in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And not to toot my own horn, but I could do it in a lot faster time yeah. than being here. But one of the things that was mentioned in the article that we we're talking about is like leaving for better opportunities. Right. Right. And I think that is a big growing pain for me. And so for anybody who's listening, that's wondering why me and my husband moved, <laughs> it was for better opportunities and um, more niche opportunities, I think. But it was very hard to leave something comfortable and what people yeah. were saying is it an easier place to lay your roots. And I still to this day feel guilty when people are so patriotic to Winnipeg and they love it. And I never said I don't love it, but it just wasn't the place for me to lay my roots. I don't think like yeah. it would have been easy for me to do that. But would I have grown as much as I have? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. So that was probably a big thing to kind of let go of. I had way more things to do out there, but sometimes other opportunities become a little bit more sparkly Mm-hmm. and yeah. hey you took a chance right you took a risk in doing this and the thing yeah. is winnipeg will always be here true that's very true right so you can always come back and i yeah. think part of the growing pains when you want to do things like this is taking that risk and and debating with yourself whether or not you mm-hmm. should take the risk and i am always i'm gonna be on the side of take the risk take the risk try it try yeah. it out see what happens but yeah that's pretty much this episode mm-hmm. i think we talked about a lot of really good things and if you guys ever want to check out some good articles we've said it before thought catalog but this yes. seems to be our go-to these days because there's just so yeah. much on there but um yeah if you ever visit thought catalog and want to see that one the two articles seven feelings that seem negative but actually indicate you're growing as a person and the other Mm -hmm. one is 24 why can i never remember 24 (laughs) painful things you must do to grow up yes and it's almost a little validating and you don't feel like you're going crazy or you're being Mm -hmm. so extreme it's literally just growing pains and at any point in your life you feel like you know everything and you really fucking don't (laughs) yes I think those are key things to take from this episode (laughs) is be gentle with yourself and when you think you know everything some shit happens and you really have no idea Mm -hmm. what's going on in your life and that's okay Mm -hmm. perfectly okay yeah enjoy the rest of your growing pains because Mm -hmm. there's still a lot to go through yep um but we hope that you got some things out of this episode I hope this helped you feel less alone because we're still trying to figure it out. Yes, we are. Um, Mm -hmm. But we'll see you guys in two weeks. Thanks for tuning in again. Thanks. All right. Bye. See ya.